Cardinals. Do not gloss over that. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 2, Cardinals 1. I don't even know where to start with the completeness of the performance or the completeness of really all three of the victories in the series. As Sunday went, Kebrian Hayes had three more hits. He's just all of a sudden unstoppable downhill train at the plate. Brian Reynolds with a couple. Jihuan Bay with a couple, including the big two-run knock to account for all of the offense. Rich Hill really stepping up uh, in veteran style. Sometimes people just say that uh, in a cliched form. This is actually what you want out of the old man in your rotation. You knew you had no bullpen left, and you knew you had no chance to win unless he went deep. He goes six and two-thirds until he literally runs out of gas on the home run that he gave up in the seventh. And he bridges the gap to get to Dowry Moretta, Johan Ramirez, and then David Bednar getting his third save in as many days because he went to Derek Shelton in the morning and said, you're not holding me out of this game if there's a save situation. This is all good stuff, my friends. It just is. They're 31-27 and now. They're a half game behind the Brewers for first place in the Central. Brewers having won three in a row themselves. And they swept the Cardinals. I am not letting this slide under any other avalanches that surround it. Because I am going to remind, and longtime listeners of this program have heard me mention this several times, that not since 1997 have the Pirates finished ahead of the Cardinals in the standings. It's one of the more amazing team stats in Major League Baseball. And it's still going, although the Pirates are up there in second place and the Cardinals are dead last at 25 and 35. Don't take this for granted. Don't take the impact, the psychological impact of beating the Cardinals for granted. Now, Derek Shelton wanted nothing whatsoever to do with any subject like this after the game? No, I think it sends a message to our group that, that you know, you just got to continue to go. I mean, we scored two in the first, and I, actually I thought we swung the bats today the best we did in the three games. We hit a ton of balls hard. Uh, we just didn't, you know, we didn't add on it sometimes, but we, we swung the bats well. So I think the message is more to our group that, uh, you know, hey, when you go out and play well, you're going to give yourselves a really good chance to win. And that's the most Sheltie response ever to anything that involves the standings or something that's immediate in terms of wins and losses. That's just what he does. He says, it's about us. We're focusing on us. It makes us feel good about ourselves, makes us perform better, blah, 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 blah. Be bleeping S, okay? I'm going to call it right here because in that clubhouse, those players 
began for the first time this season talking about playoffs, about finishing first. It was all over the room. Carlos Santana, one of the team leaders. Austin Hedges, another one. This is now a thing. It's an openly discussed, don't have to giggle about it thing. And why shouldn't it be? This is kind of the point I've been making on here pretty much since the first couple of weeks. If you're there mathematically and time continues to elapse and you stay there mathematically and you see that no one else in the division, including the seemingly immortal Cardinals, who only a couple of weeks ago were coming strong, remember that? No one else is coming. No one else is anywhere near anything other than the Brewers, who don't exactly look like a powerhouse themselves. So why not? Why not? The players aren't management. The players aren't thinking about payroll decisions, trade deadline things, bring up Henry Davis, bring up Andy Rodriguez. They're not thinking about that stuff. Well, they might get to that trade stuff once you get closer to the actual deadline in late July, but you're not going to see them you know, sit around and say, yeah, but we need to be careful with this prospect or that prospect, or we need to not spend so much because uh-uh, uh-uh. When you're there at field level, when you're one of those athletes and you're taking the field every day and you're putting out what these guys are putting out right now, not just in terms of productivity, I'm talking about the, the passion. When you're doing all that, you're only thinking about one thing. And if you're playing baseball to win, why wouldn't you be winning to make the playoffs? Why wouldn't you be winning to take a takeable division? Why wouldn't you say things in that spirit that contribute to the kind of atmosphere that we saw at PNC Park all weekend long? Those crowds were, it, it was really, really neat. They're standing, they're cheering, they're getting into two-strike claps. They're paying attention to the baseball game. You know what would make them pay attention that much more intensely and have them invested to an even higher degree? If they were all talking about playoffs, if they were all looking at every opportunity, not just sweeping St. Louis, but here, these next three games beginning tonight against the A's, worst team in baseball doesn't matter. The wins count the same in the standings. The games mean almost as much. This is all good. This is this is all it, it's it's so 2012. I can't even begin to count the parallels between the two. But it was the players who pushed first, and it's the players who are pushing now. When we come back J1Q This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. 
North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Jeremy, who asks, BK, is Jack Sawinski this team's 2013-2014 version of Pedro Alvarez, except that he's in the outfield? Pedro would go on a home run tear, win a series all by himself, and then go silent for weeks at a time, but he did hit 240 with 30-plus homers. What are your thoughts on this? My first thought is to cringe a little bit at the comparison, not just because they play different positions, but in the field, Jack's pretty good. And Pedro was a significant liability. Also, and just totally unrelated, but I have to throw it in, their personalities could not be more different. Pedro would strike you, uh, at least unless you were in his you know, inner circle as maybe the most unhappy person on the planet. Whereas Jack is just the friendliest, most outgoing guy. Jack is currently batting 236. He's got an 841 OPS, and he's just a better overall baseball player than Pedro was. And while you point out that he can go on one of those home run streaks that wins you a series, and, and they do come in bunches, it's nowhere near as dramatic as the streak-slash-slump nature of what Pedro would do. Pedro, like you said yourself, would just vanish for a really, really long stretch and would just have these totally non-competitive at-bats. Jack, he's had a couple in his short time in the majors, but Jack seems to be cutting those down. Okay, we saw one stretch early this season, near the very beginning, actually. And we saw the other one that last summer got him sent back to Indianapolis to get himself right, which he did. So, especially with the, the ability that Jack has shown to go the other way, you've seen him uh, slice a, a lot of doubles over into the left field corner. Uh, you've seen him get base hits in that direction, and you've also seen him, you know, do his thing, which is to do that uh, big uppercut, to pull the ball. And he's unlike last year; he's also matured from just hitting those home runs at PNC Park. In fact, he's actually been a better hitter on the road this year, which is counter to one of those narratives. The number one thing to take from any of what I've just said in these three minutes is that. Jack is in his first full season in the bigs right now, right now. And that when he was promoted last season, he came straight up from double A. So Jack is in a spot that is behind 
the stage of Pedro's career that you were comparing this to, that's probably what's most significant. I think Jack has the ability to become a more complete player, and he certainly won't have his career flame out the way Pedro's did in pretty much spectacular fashion. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. There they go again tonight against the A's. And we'll meet back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.